Hey, 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 what is up? It is Uncle Mad here. Today we've got a Nashville SC game coming up tonight on the road at Charlotte, our biggest rival. Everybody knows historically Nashville SC, Charlotte FC, been going back and forth for years. One of the highlights of uh, MLS's rival rivalry weekend is our huge rivalry matchup. I can't say rivalry anymore. I'm losing it right there. Of course, that's obviously a little bit tongue-in-cheek because... We've never played Charlotte at the MLS level, but I think when they were just sliding up the matchups, who they wanted rival rivalry. I'm gonna stop trying to say it. Rivalry weekend. We were kind of the two last ones left. So Nashville SC Char- Nashville SC travels to Charlotte FC. First meeting in MLS for these two teams. We've got a little bit of history with Charlotte teams back in the USL days. To be quite honest, I don't really have much of a preview for this match because I don't know too much about Charlotte. I know they've got Daniel Rios. I know their coach during the preseason said that they were screwed because they didn't have enough good players. I know he subsequently got fired a few weeks back, and they've been kind of just up and down all season, mostly down. So, based on the fact that Nashville C has apparently turned into a team that's better on the road than at home, and the fact that Charlotte's not very good, I would think we would thrash them. But, who knows? Thoughts about El Trafico. That was a heck of a game last night. I actually stayed up and watched that. I'm trying to get more into watching more non-National SC MLS games. It's, you know, I've mentioned before on the channel that once we go to Apple TV where you can get every single match, that's going to be a lot easier to watch all the games. But yeah, that was my biggest takeaway. Julio, same, watching LAFC last night. Uh, not looking forward to them coming to Geotis Park because we got to fix some things really quick because that team would tear us apart the way we've played at home the last couple of games, especially if they're bringing Gareth Bale into the mix. If he's going to be playing by the time they get here in a couple of weeks, uh, Giorgio Cellini, you know, if he's in the mix back there in their back line, that's going to be a dangerous, dangerous team. I know there's been a lot of Nashville C fans calling for us to get uh, LAFC's Ford, who seems surplus to needs. I believe his name's, this is bad that I can't say, it's Chicho or Ch- Ch- Chicho, I think is his name, Chicho Anungo, something like that. Uh, he's apparently going to be on the market now that they've brought in Gareth Bale, and he's somebody that a lot of Nashville SC fans see as being a good for, fit for Nashville SC. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. I don't know if anything's going to happen in the transfer market. It's been very quiet since the you know European window opened a few weeks back, or about a week ago. The MLS secondary window opened just a couple days ago. Very quiet on the Nashville SC front in terms of moves. I do believe Mike Jacobs is probably working on something, trying to get something over the line, but Gary Smith even said in the press conference after the Portland game that, you know, he kind of seemed to temper expectations, saying, you know, they're only going to make a move if it's a player that can really help the starting 11. I don't know, because he's, I think he's probably seen some of their more recent moves like Loba and, you know, coming in and not being able to break that starting 11, at least in Gary's eyes. And so he's not wanting to go out and waste any of the precious gam and tam that we've been collecting unless it's a player that they know 100% is going to come in and, do good for us, but, you know, uh, Charlotte, you know, for all intents and purposes, they've had kind of a more traditional expansion season. You know, they a lot of people I've seen compare them to the way kind of Minnesota United came to the league where they're going to slowly build their team up, and, you know, two, three years from now, they could be a team that will be, be giving people problems. It's been awesome seeing the fan base they've had turn out. You know, they're getting forty to 60,000 people out at a game. That's awesome. That's always great to see that we're – getting people invested in soccer, especially here in like the South kind of area where people said it might not work. So I would expect a Nashville SC win, but I mean, they've just been so unpredictable the last few weeks. I mean, I don't know. Uh, who's to say? I mean, since the last time I did one of these previews, we 
beat DC United pretty handily. It looked like maybe we'd kind of turned a corner and we're kind of coming back to the good side of Nashville SC. Uh, then we got knocked out of the U.S. Open Cup by Orlando in one of the most bizarre matches I've ever seen. It would be very easy to blame the referee, and he definitely, definitely had more influence on a game than a referee should have. I say that as a referee myself. Obviously, not that high level of a referee as you know MLS, U.S. Open Cup, pro level refs, but. 11 yellow cards in a game is ridiculous. There's no way there should be that many cards. Because if you have to give 11 yellow cards, you weren't controlling the game enough with your earlier file calls, your earlier game management. That's a problem, you know. But we created enough chances in that game that, you know, we should have put that game away. We just shot ourselves in the foot. Some people have said Gary maybe pulled off some of our better attackers too early in that game to try to hold on to the 1-0 lead. I can kind of see that. I kind of would agree with that a little bit. But at the same time, we're in such a fixture congestion right now. He's got to manage people's minutes. He's got to make sure everybody's fresh. We had another big game coming up at the weekend. In the large scale, we only have ourselves to blame for that loss against Orlando. Because you can't put yourself in a position where you let the referee's influence cost you the game. You know, ultimately the calls, the yellow cards, it hurt us, but we hurt ourselves as much as anything. So that's in the past. Portland, great first half. Best first half I've seen us play in a while. We looked like the Nashville SC we want to look like. Came out attacking fast, attacking hard, you know, created tons of chances. 2-0, there's the old saying, it's the most dangerous lead in sports and that or in soccer, and that proved to be true here. Definitely felt like we could have got a third or even maybe a fourth against Portland in that first half when we were just rolling. But for whatever reason, start of the second half, whether it's you know fatigue from the fixture congestion, fixture congestion, whether it's they had a better rousing, more rousing halftime speech, you know, whatever reason, we came out flat the second half. They came out with a little bit more energy, a little bit more fire. They were kind of putting pressure on us, forced us into a bad mistake. Panico, second game in a row where he got a little uh, ahead of himself and made a mistake, cost us the penalty there. They scored, and then we just. Got even more disheveled after the penalty. Really let ourselves go after the penalty. And five minutes later, it's 2-2. We kind of recovered after that. We kind of got some pressure going. We kind of started to get things back. But we never really were able to get our full rhythm back and kind of let that one slip away. A lot of people have said, you know, we're losing to these bottom teams. The Kansas City loss, I agree. That's a team we should not have lost to. No shape, form, or fashion about it. Portland being classified as a bottom team, while yes, they are towards the bottom of the table, they were in the MLS Cup Final last year. They're historically one of those teams like Seattle that always is a competitive team. They've been in transition this year. I mean, their best player, like franchise history, Diego Valeri, is gone now, so they're kind of redefining what their identity is. They've had some injuries to get through, too, so... I don't necessarily look at that and say, oh, you know, we lost to one of the worst teams in the league... They're a team that I think as the season goes on, they'll get over the hump of some of the issues they've been having to start the season. And by the end of the season, I would be surprised if they're not a playoff team. So to say, oh, another bad result against the bottom of the table team, technically, yes, it's true. Portland is towards the bottom of the table, but I think uh, that's a little bit misleading to call them a bottom of the table team, even though technically it is true, but whatever. Um, Julio says, I should go to the Nashville away game at LAFC and experience the bank. It's definitely on my list of something I would love to do because I really want to go to Los Angeles for like a lot of reasons. Like I, 
Disneyland, you know, if you follow my channel, I go to Disney World all the time. So getting out to California to go to Disneyland, Universal Studios, Hollywood, those are two big bucket list things I want to get done. And it would make a total whole lot of sense to be able to like roll a big trip together. You know, I've looked at going out there for a Titans game because the Titans played the Rams last year, but I was in Mexico when that happened. So been looking at maybe a Titans game, maybe a Nashville SC game, other potential opportunities to go WrestleMania. Maybe just I'm fine trying to find a right if I go out to California. It's going to be a big trip for me, so I got to kind of get as much into it as I can in that one trip. So uh, going out to LAFC later this season for the National SC match, it's definitely on the maybe list, but my schedule gets very difficult to manage in the fall. So travel in the fall is a lot harder than it is for me in the summer right now. Definitely I'm trying to get at least one more Nashville SC away day in before that kind of busy part of my schedule kicks in with work and stuff like that. I've kind of circled the weekend of the 23rd. Obviously, that's the big Nashville SC FC Cincinnati match. You know, that really to me is one of our more bigger rivals in Charlotte, which, you know, Charlotte, we could develop up a rivalry the same way we have with Cincinnati, the same way we have with Atlanta, the same way we have with Orlando. Starts today. We'll see what happens in the match today. We'll see what the banter's like online between the fans. I know we've got a big contingent of fans that are going out for the match, so be interested to see what their experience is like interacting with Charlotte people. Is it going to be friendly? Is it going to be a little touchy and stuff like that? So we'll see what happens. But weekend of the 23rd, I've got a little star on it because I would like to go up to Cincinnati for the FC Cincinnati match. There's also a Braves game in Atlanta that weekend. I was thinking about maybe going down there because I still have not been to Truist Park. That's another, like, it's insane to me that as a Braves fan, I haven't been to Truist Park. It's been open long enough that it was opened, called one thing, and it's got a second name already, and I still haven't been to it. So Saturday the 23rd, I am probably going to be somewhere watching one of my teams, either in Cincinnati with Nashville SC or Atlanta going to the Braves game. Leaning Nashville SC right now, but we'll see. Time will tell. Knowing me, I'll just get lazy and not do either one. But to Julio's point, LA going out there, huge thing that I definitely want to do at some point in time. Don't know if I'm going to be able to work out the logistics to do it this season. Although this might be one of the few opportunities to do it because I think most people expect that once St. Louis comes in, they're going to take Nashville SC's spot in the Western Conference. Nashville SC will then move back to the Eastern Conference where they rightfully belong. So we won't be playing the LA teams as much, you know, won't be an every year thing to go out there. So I don't know. I've got it on my calendar. I've got it marked as a think about it, figure out a way to do it. The biggest problem with that, more so than my work schedule, is I don't know if you guys have seen like how much flights are right now. They are absolutely insane. Like I got on a whim earlier this week, like, you know, I'm not really doing anything Saturday. How hard would it be to fly over to Charlotte, go to the match, kind of fly right back, like a quick trip in and out just for the match type thing. And it was going to be like over $1,000, like the cheapest I could find to fly to Charlotte. I'm sure there's cheaper ones that I could have found if I really dug into it. But just a quick search of like Southwest America and a few other airlines, it was like almost $1,000 just for like a one day in and out trip to Charlotte, which was just like insane. And that's not even, you know, it's before I have to get a hotel, before I have to buy a ticket to the match, before I have to figure out all the other stuff that would go into traveling there. So that was a quick idea that quickly got squashed. So. Definitely still, like, Cincinnati is a good one just because it's a quick trip up there. I did it several times last summer, so it's on the calendar. L.A. is a maybe. I'd love to do it for sure, but it's uh, it's probably a long shot at least this season just because where it falls in the calendar with uh, my work schedule and also with just how expensive it is to fly and travel right now. So we'll see, though. It's definitely something I want to do. Um, 
that's pretty much all I got for this match. You know, I think we're in a rough patch right now. Nashville C is, you know, we've got the quality to get out of it. I do hope Mike Jacobs is out there trying to find a move, trying to make a transfer to give this team a little bit of a spark, even though, you know, the last kind of summer transfers that we've had haven't really hit, you know, Loba last season, Cadiz the season before that. It's rough. Um, you know, on Loba, I would like to see Loba get a shot in the starting lineup. I think most Nashville SC fans feel that way. He's been a little up and down on him. He's come off the bench a few times and looked good, come off the bench a few times and looked bad. It seems like Gary's not comfortable playing him in like the kind of wide areas where he's asking the wing players to do a little bit of defending. So maybe he should come in for Sapong. Put him up top with Mukhtar. They haven't always looked like they've been on the same page when they've played together, but they're never going to get there if they don't play together more. Sapong's looked like his legs are a little heavy. He hasn't quite been as much of his usual burst and attacking presence as he normally has. So maybe we flip it. Maybe we start Loba. Let him go from the start. Let him be running at players up top. Take some of the defensive responsibilities out and just let him be a pure striker. Bring Sapong on, or be, bring Sapong on late in the matches. Let him go at players when he's got fresh legs and those defenders got the heavy legs. I'd like to see that. At this point, it doesn't seem like we will because it just does not seem like Gary trusts Loba at all. Because he even like had mentioned that he was probably going to start somewhere in that little three game stretch we just had, and he didn't. We'll see. I would expect Joe Willis to be back into the lineup. Uh, Tonight, I don't think Gary is quite full-blown, ready to go full-on. Panico is the number one. Although I could see him maybe giving Panico one more start and then coming back to Joe. I don't know. I could see Joe starting this one, like maybe go with the veteran on the road game then bring Panico back in Wednesday for the home game, which Aiden, what's up? Aiden says he might be at the next game at Geodas Park. That's going to be Wednesday night against Seattle. That's going to be a tough match. The Seattle we're playing this Wednesday is going to look a lot different than the Seattle we beat to start the season. I'll be there. There will be a live game day vlog from that game Wednesday night. Yeah, I could see Joe starting today and Panico coming back in. Maybe you go with the veteran for the away game. Even though Panico's had the two big mistakes in the last two games, I've seen enough to think he can come into the team and, you know, play for a long stretch. I think some people on some other podcasts have pointed out correctly that why maybe we should be leaning more towards Panico coming in as the number one over Joe Willis is the mistakes Panico has made in the last two matches, the bad pass and then giving up the penalty in the Portland match, the coming out for a cross and missing against Portland or against uh, Orlando in the Open Cup. Those are mistakes you can coach up. Those are mistakes you can correct. Those are things you can fix, especially with a young keeper like Panico. You can develop him. You can get those mistakes out of his game, and he's got a higher ceiling. Joe Willis, the mistakes he's been making, the issues we've been having with him seem to be more of just his age catching up with him, and it's somebody who fought his way to not die to complete a 10K last week on the 4th of July. I can tell you, age will catch up with you. I think Joe's younger than me. But not by much, so yeah. I could certainly not play a keeper in the MLS right now. My body would not allow me to do it. So I can I can see Joe is probably on the decline in a way that can't be fixed, whereas you would think Panico's issues, you can coach those up and fix those. So I'd like to see Panico kind of become the number one, but Gary is very takes a while for him to he's like a fire truck or like a 
big rig boat. It takes him a while to turn and make changes. So I'd expect Joe to come back in, but I think Panico is going to keep getting chances. And eventually, you know, if he keeps doing well, he will take over more or less as the number one. But I don't see it being like something that happens right now or right away. So today, I would like to see Panico start today. I would actually like to see him probably just get a long, full, like six, seven run of games. But I think Joe comes back in today. Think Panico, maybe we get to see him again Wednesday at home. In terms of the rest of the lineup today, like I said, I'd love to see, I'd love to see Loba get a shot up top as a pure striker for Sapong. Put him and Hanny up top together. I don't know if we switch to the back four against Portland because without Mule, I don't know if Gary doesn't think he can play back three. If he thinks Mule's the only wing back he's got that can play on the right side, and the only thinks Miller can play as a pure right back. I don't know. That'll be interesting to see. Do we go with the back four again? Do we switch back to the back three? Because Mule, for my understanding, is still out due to health and safety protocols. So I think he's played Miller some as a wing back before. And he's also, we've seen Lovett switch to the right side and Taylor Washington come on to the left side. So that's an option. I wouldn't be surprised with the road game, seeing him going back to the back three, back five kind of hybrid to be a little bit more defensive. We're expecting Nuga to come in. Godoy's still out, so it probably has to be Sean Davis and Anuga with Leal in front of them, most likely. And like I said, I'd like to see it be uh, Hanny and Loba up top together, but I would expect it'll probably still be Hanny and Sapong. But we'll see what happens. The match is coming up if you're watching this on the day of the match or listening on the day of the match. The match is coming up at 6 o'clock, so we'll know in just a few hours. I will most likely be going to one of the local watch parties here in Nashville, been at the Lost Patty the last few games with uh, the Assembly. That's been a really good time, the Assembly Supporters Group. But might go to the official watch party. I think it's at uh, Fat Tire, maybe. I have to look it back up and see where it's at. But there's a lot of good options for live watch parties in the Nashville SC area. All the supporters groups usually have good setups at different areas. I know uh, the roadies are usually at Game Terminal. Um, Southside host one of the groups. ML Rose host one of the groups. So lots of great places to go. I don't know which one we're going to end up today, but I think we're going to definitely be out at one for that. So if you see me, if you're at the watch party too, feel free to say hi, say what's up. I always like seeing other fans and interacting with other fans. It's one of the cool things about the community we have here. I'm going to wrap it up here. Uh, Catterday is about to go live on the YouTube channel, so stick tuned for that. Make sure you're subscribed with the bells on for notifications. You are not going to want to miss this week's Catterday. It's almost three minutes long of cat action. It's going to be awesome. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. More to come on the channel as always, and we will see you later. The stream is ending.